A podcast where we explore the fascinating world of intercultural communication. I am Christine, and with me are Shane and Dave. We are your hosts, and in today's episode, we delve into the topic of navigating intercultural differences in everyday life. That's right, and in the previous episode, we talked about the essence of communication in our lives. We also learned during our discussion that establishing relationships with other people requires effective communication. With good communication, we can connect with others, share ideas, establish trust, and build friendship. Kaya naman napakahalaga talaga ng pagkakaroon ng magandang komunikasyon with other people, especially in a new environment. I totally agree. Especially in a university that has a significantly diverse student body from different regions like UPLB. Good communication plays an important role for students specifically for those who just entered the university. However, it might be challenging for some whose main language is not Tagalog to communicate with others effectively. For me, patanggayin na kasi ako, and syempre, kilala kaming mga taga-Batangas for our strong accents or yung laging pagalit na way of talking. And coming here in UPLB, I have to speak softly or yung manhinahon na way with others kasi baka isipin nila na so kayo naman guys, how did you make friends here in UPLB? Did you struggle or made some adjustments with how you talk? For me naman, wala naman masyadong adjustments. Bilang Tagalago na lang din ako, and ito na yung home province ko ever since, hindi ako nahirapan na makipag-communicate with other peoples around me. Same din with Dave na, na taga dito lang ako ever since pinanganak din, and Wala namang struggle siguro, pero since introvert nga ako, medyo dun lang nahirapan. Pero sa pakikipag-usap, kaya ko naman. But of course, no one understands the difficulties of communication better than our fellow Visaya, Scott Iska, who struggle to adopt in order to fit in and be understood by others. The way we communicate is shaped by the cultural values and beliefs that we grew up with. Thus, Living and studying in a new place with an entirely different culture makes communication a struggle for Visaya students. Napakalaki talaga ng epekto ng cultural difference pagdating sa komunikasyon, languages, nonverbal cues, and communication styles that vary across cultures may cause misunderstandings or misinterpretations. To give us more insights about this topic, we are delighted to have special guests joining us today on our podcast. Siyempre, lalayo pa ba tayo? Kasama natin today ay dalawa sa maraming Visaya students in the university. They have first-hand experiences navigating the complexities of language barriers and cultural differences. Hence, sila yung masasabi natin na can relate the most to the struggles and frustrations that many Visaya students encounter when trying to adapt to Tagalog as a primary medium of communication on campus. So for our first interviewee, she is a junior BS Ave student majoring in Land and Water Resources Engineering and a beauty all the way from the province of Bohol, Ms. Zoe Corby. Next, we have another UPLB student 
who hails all the way from the enchanting province of Sarangani, na talaga namang gumising pa ng maaga today para sa atin, Miss April Cordua. Welcome to the Cultural Connections Podcast. Soy and Peng, maraming salamat sa inyong pagpunta rito upang ishare ang experiences ninyo sa amin. Kamusta naman kayo? How are you guys holding up sa finals week ng UP? Kaya pa. Bisaya and Tagalog communication styles na na-observe nyo. For me, it's the aggressiveness and directness way of communicating. Sa amin kasi, straightforward, tsaka loud kami ng salita. So dito, pagdating ko dito, oftentimes namin misunderstood ako kasi akala nila galit ako. Kasi nga, malakas yung boses ko. Tapos the way ako magsalita, parang pagalit. Which is normal sa amin. Ikaw, so Para sa akin, same lang din naman kay Ate Per. Notable differences ay yung pace ng pagsasalita and yung tone. Sa amin kasi nasanay ako na parang pasigaw and mabilis yung pace ng pagsasalita. So nung nandito ako, tinry ko talaga na bagalan yung pace ko kasi nabubulol din ako sa pagsasalita ng Tagalog. And yung paggamit din ng ko at opo. So hindi rin ako sanay. So baka ma-misinterpret ng iba na hindi ako um, respectful towards them. Sumanan pala talaga ano? So, how would you differentiate yung pagko-communicate with your friends back home and here in UPLB? Of course, I find it easier when I'm communicating with my friends back home compare dito sa mga kaibigan ko dito. Kasi sa amin, we have these social cues. Uh, we have these common non-verbal cues na kahit hindi kami magsalita, sa tinginan lang or through actions lang, nagkakaintindihan kami. Also, kahit pagsigawan pa kami, Okay lang, kasi yun nga yung normal na way of, of communicating namin. Unlike dito, kailangan ko pang like, isipin mabuti yung mga sasabihin ko para maiwasan mong misunderstood. Ayun din, um, mas comfortable ako makipag-usap sa mga friends ko back home kasi dito sa UPLB. Kasi tinatry ko pa rin ano, um, mag-adjust kung paano ako makipagsalamuha sa kanila or kung paano talaga yung proper way na um, ng flow ng convo with them. Can you share your personal experiences as a Visayal University student adapting to Tagalog communication styles? Pwedeng yung most memorable ninyong karanasan, either funny or embarrassing. Wala akong maisip na specific experience. Pero kasi pag nakikipag-usap ako sa iba, yung thought process ko kasi ay um, tinatranslate ko yung narinsig kong message in Tagalog ng Visaya. Tapos formulate ng sagot. in Visaya, then translated ng Tagalog bago ko siya um, sabihin dun sa uh, kausap ko. So, minsan, masasabi ko na medyo mabagal talaga ako sabagot kasi ganun yung process sa isip ko. And then, minsan, may mga words na hindi ako alam. Hindi ko alam yung meaning or hindi ko masyadong naririnig. <laughs> Kaya rin, most of the time, may tumatawa na lang ako. as a response, kahit talaga wala akong naintindihan sa sinabi ng kausap <laughs> So, parang nagsastruggle ka to communicate with them. Same lang kami actually ni Soy. Sobrang nakalilit ako sa sinabi niya. So, magsishare na lang ako ng isang experience. 
Di ba, Dave, tsaka Soy, alam niyo yung subject na Agri 22. Tapos may lab tayo doon. So, kailangan namin bumili ng materials for an exercise. Tapos, tinanong ko yung mga grupo ko kung ano yung mag... Kung ano yung, I mean, kung magkano yung abagan. Tapos, paulit-ulit ko silang tinatanong kasi hindi nila ako sinasagot. Tapos, ang lakas pa ng boses ko. Rinig ako sa buong klase. Kaya pala hindi nila ako sinasagot kasi hindi nila naiintindihan yung sinasabi ko. Kasi instead na gamitin ko yung word na ambag, yung ginamit ko ay amot. Get so yun, diba? Amot. So, na, ano, sinisigaw ko, tinatanong ko sa kamila, kung ma- magkano yung amotan? Hindi niya na, get's diba? Kasi yung amot pala ay like yun yung bisaya term na ambag. So wala lang, hindi siya like embarrassing, pero funny siya pag naiisip, naalala ko siya. Tapos, naalala ko to kasi ah, tinanong ko yung kaibigan ko, kung ano yung funny moments namin as Bisaya people. Tapos sabi niya, eto daw, yun yung isa sa core memories niya sa subject na yun. May barrier talaga kapag naikipag-usap. Minsan kasi yung cultural differences, parang naiiba yung mga words na kinagamit natin. So hindi natin talaga maintindihan yung isa dito. Hmm. Tapos parang mayroon din cases na ayun nga, napagahalo nyo yung word na from Bisaya and then si Tagano. O kasi nakasanayan na nilang gamitin yun, tapos bagong environment. Like unconsciously na-mimix namin yung fellow-off language. Ayan, for next question, paano nagkaroon ng impact sa effective communication yung differences in verbal communication styles between Bisaya and Tagalog? Aside din sa mga na-mention yung experiences, may specific challenges ba kayong hinarap like sa classes or sa pakikipag-socialize as a whole? Actually, the language barrier itself. Yun yung nag-hinder sa amin to communicate it effectively. Kasi one choice, uh, one wrong use or choice of word, pwede nang mag-deep misunderstanding. Ano sa akin, when I first came here sa LB, sobrang hesitant ako sa pakikipag-socialize sa mga tao dito. Kasi nakakonsyos ako and hindi talaga ako sanay pa sa pagtatagalog. So, na-overcome ko naman yon by talking with my artmates, yung mga roomies ko. And with that, parang nawala na rin yung parang hesitation na mag-initiate ng convo sa iba. Also, na ano din, nagugulat na ako pag, or nagpa-flatter ako pag sinasabi minsan ng iba na hindi raw halata na bisaya ako. Same! <laughs> Same! Kasi pag nakikipag-usap ako sa kala, parang from Luzon lang talaga. Digit, parang na siyang achievement <laughs> na hindi ka magdunog bisaya. Saka so, mag-boost siya na for, hindi <laughs> ka na nahihiyang makipag-usap. So, is parang naka-adjust naman kayo na ma-anong Could you share any instances na nagkaroon ng misinterpretations dahil sa differences in communication styles, paano nyo siya nahanda? Um, siguro ano, the fear of being mocked because of my accent used to weigh more than the fear of being misunderstood or misinterpreted. Kasi, uh, ano, I grew up witnessing my, uh, paano ba to? My culture, my, my ethnicity, Mm-hmm. Tama ba yung word na ginamit ko? Na, I mean, like, bisaya people na being stereotyped on television and radios. Uh, our accent has been a subject to mockery. Hindi nyo yan may pagkakailan. Kasi, di ba, may, ano, like, uh, 
tinagaya yung way na pagpagsasalita ni Manny Pacquiao, for instance. Ay, yeah. Or kahit, oh, si Manny Pacquiao na lang. <laughs> so, ano, I grew up thinking that our language is inferior to Tagalog. So, nung pumunta ko dito sa, ano, nung first year ko dito sa Los Banos, I had difficulty in communicating with other people kasi takot akong ma-judge sa accent ko. At dahil hindi ako maka- masyado nakikipag-usap masyado sa ibang tao, nahirapan din ako mag-establish ng relationships. So, paano ko siya na-handle or paano ko siya na-overcome? Siguro just throughout time, na, na um, natutunan kong maging confident sa accent. Tsaka sa tulong na din ng mga friends ko na nag-encourage ako na magsalita ng Tagalog. So, unfortunately, wala naman ako experience ng ano, yung mga misinterpret ng iba, yung mga sinasabi ko. Pero ayun, katulad ni Ate Peg, may hear din ako na pagtawanan ng iba at ma-feel out of place dito sa LV. Overall, has constantly adapting to Tagalog communication styles affected your well-being? Definitely. Ang hirap kasi maging multilingual. Kasi sabi ni Soy kanina, um, lalo na pag ginagamit ko yung first language ko, or I mean, pag nagsasalita ako, nakikipag-usap ako sa ibang tao na hindi gamit yung first language ko, Sabi ni Soy, di ba, kailangan niya pang i-translate sa Bisaya. Ganyan din sa akin yung thought process. Pag nagsasalita, halimbawa nagsasalita ka ng debate ng Tagalog, mga pinagsasabi niya, kailangan ko pang i-translate sa Bisaya. Tapos sasagutin ko sa Bisaya, tapos i-translate ko na naman sa Tagalog. So, ay hila. Sa mahaba talaga siya na Yes, tapos, through adapting the way of communicating here in Tagalog, natutunan kong hindi mag-assume na same kami ng interpretations. Mm-hmm. Tapos, um, Also, by adapting the, I mean, way of communicating here in Luzon, in Los Valles particular, I gained confidence in my accent. Tapos, yun nga, uh, buti na lang may mga kaibigan ako na same kami, I mean, galing din din na daw. We have each other to relate on. <laughs> Importante din yung pagbibuild ng friendship. Actually, kasi ang hirap talagang mag-build ng relationships, lalo na pag hindi kayo same ng culture tsaka traditions na pinapractice. Yun yung, yun yung maganda sa UPLB kasi yung students here came from different regions. Sobrang diverse. Sobrang diverse. Yeah. Ayun sa akin, siguro uh, yung naka-affect sa well-being ko ay ano lang. Um, in a positive way, naka-affect siya sa, well- sa well-being ko. Kasi ano, Um, yung friends ko, very open sila na matutunan din yung language ko. Mm-hmm. And then, parang, ano lang, win-win situation. Kasi ako din, na- nakaka, uh, may nakukuha din ako ibang words sa kanila. Gaya ng mga Ilocano words, mm-hmm. uh, mga Batanggen words. Uh, natu- may natutunan ako, sila din, may natutunan din sila sa akin. Nagdag ko lang sinabi niya, sorry. parang may change kami ng cultural views or something like that. Kasi, Halimbawa, yung sa amin, may ano kami, five kami magkakaibigan, like sa circle of friends ko. Tapos dalawa kami Bisaya, may isang taga Iloilo, so siya ay hindi kayo na. Bisaya pa din yun, kasi sa Bisaya region. Tapos may dalawang Tagalog. Tapos, like, pag nagsasalita kaming tatlo, kahit magsalita na kaming Bisaya, nagigets lang nila. Kasi, like, and throughout time, natutunan nila yung language namin. Wala lang, masaya. Nakatuwa ang isipan na ganun yun. na-expose tayo sa iba't-ibang kultura. Yes. Yung maganda rin. Ayun. Siguro, add ko na lang din. Personally, kapag nakikipag sa ako um, sa Bisaya people, may mga words talaga na natututunan ko din throughout time. Example. 
example. Ano, siguro, <laughs> commonly, yung greetings na natutunan. Tapos, minsan yung ibang words naman. Halimbawa, nasa group ako kay Nasoy and with isa pa ng Bisaya friend. Um, merong times na hindi ko talaga maintindihan kapag tuloy-tuloy yung Bisaya nila. Pero parang kapag sanay na akong kasama sila, kahit walang context yung pinag-uusapan, medyo nagigets ko na yung Uh, like, hindi naman directly nagigets, pero nakukuha ko yung kung ano yung sinasabi nila throughout the conversation. Kaya, ayun, natutuwa din ako na may mga friends ako from um, other region. Ayun, mas lumalawak yung perspective ko when it comes to communicating sa ibang tao. Ano, share ko lang din pala kasi yung sa org ko, sa Coral, may, may, may kanta kami in Visaya. Para siya, Cebuano medley siya, actually. Sobrang natuwa ako kasi ang saya niya pakinggan. And yung ibang ka-org na Visaya, tinuturuan kami paano yung mga diin ng mga words. Kunyari yung sa Himaya, Himaya. May mga diin talaga siya. Nakakatuwa kasi lumalawak din yung, yung knowledge ko about sa, sa Visaya words. Kahit, kahit sa kanta lang. And then, siguro for our final question for this interview, um, what do you think is a possible solution in addressing the problem and experience nyo sa uh, cultural barriers na meron sa university? And ano yung strategies na na-develop nyo or ma-navigate through the communication barriers na na-mention nyo before? And kung meron ba kayong support systems na nahanap within the university? Uh, for me kasi, when entering a new environment, uh, important and open ka talaga to changes. Ayun, yung exchange of culture, and dapat willing ka rin yung matutunan yung kultura ng lugar na yun. And at the very least, siguro ay alam mo ang mga basics or general info about sa lugar and about sa mga taong nakareside. With regards to support systems naman, very essential talaga siya sa pag-a-adapt dito sa university and sa pag-socialize. Sila kasi yung makakatulong na para mas mapadali at maging mas masaya yung pag-a-adjust natin sa lugar na to. Actually, same lang talaga kami ni Soy. Um, since din uh, na ako yung pumunta dito, so dapat ako yung mag-a-adjust. Alam ka namang yung mga tao sa paligid yung mga adjustments So, yun, dapat maging open ka, tsaka willing ka to learn the cultures and the language itself. Ayun, yun na yun. Tapos, yun na, may mga kaibigan ako. Fortunately, may mga nahanap ako kaibigan dito na same kami ng, uh, same kami ng pinanggalingan. So, nagkakaitindihan kami. Pag like, may times na nahihirapan ako makipag-usap sa mga Tagalog, siya yung nakikipag-usap para sa akin. So, yeah. May interpreter. Yes, may interpreter. <laughs> So parang you guys were able to apply intercultural praxis while staying here in UPLB by being open to changes in culture and language in the community. I think yung concept ng intercultural praxis ay napaka-importante naman talaga since it encourages us to learn about different cultures, develop cultural sensitivity and awareness, and to develop effective communication strategies considering yung pagkakaiba-iba ng kultura at lingwaheng ginagamit ng mga tao dito sa UPLB. Aside from that, narealize ko din na they were able to adjust successfully here in UPLB by building a third space with their friends who also came from other regions. May kita talaga natin na in UPLB, hindi nalilimit yung natututunan natin sa academic aspects. 
studying here also allows us to learn about the cultural diversity in our country. To recap, the main points discussed in this episode, we explored the challenges faced by Visayas students in UPLB when it comes to Pakipag communicate in Tagalog. We delve into their struggles of adapting to Tagalog as the medium of instruction, the importance of understanding cultural and linguistic differences, and the impact of language barriers on academic progress and social interactions. Our guest speakers shared their personal experiences and highlighted the strategies they developed to navigate communication barriers. Pinigyang din nila yung significance ng self-confidence, perseverance, and actively seeking opportunities to practice and improve their Tagalog proficiency. They also highlighted the importance of support systems within the university and the community such as friends, groups, and organizations. Bilang Kapwa University students, we should understand that we are born in different languages or dialects and different regional cultures. Stop judging people based on the way they talk and the place they came from because it is divisive. Let us be patient and, uh, and be understanding when they try to speak Tagalog. Do not mock or discriminate their accent and be open to learn Visay as well. It is also important to be inclusive or avoid yung othering since we are all Filipinos and dapat pantay-pantay lang ang tingin natin sa isa't isa. And I guess that brings us to the end of this episode of Cultural Connections. We would like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to our guests, Soy and Peng. Salamat sa pagsama sa amin today and for sharing your invaluable insights and experiences. Thank you din po. Thank you din. Feeling of, ano, it's an honor na sa kasi ang daming languages sa Pilipinas yeah. sa Bisaya talaga yung napili. Your presence has truly enriched our discussion, and we are grateful for the wisdom and perspectives you have shared. We hope that our listeners have found this episode informative, inspiring, and thought-provoking. If you have any questions or would like to continue the conversation, please don't hesitate to reach out to us through our social media channels. Remember, the beauty of diversity lies in the stories and experiences we share. We encourage everyone to embrace and celebrate the differences that makes us unique from each other. Stay tuned for more engaging discussions, inspiring stories, and valuable insights on our future podcast episodes. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep spreading positivity. This is your host, Dave, signing off on behalf of the entire podcast team. Goodbye and see you soon.